Welcome to the show called The Pulse. Brand new episode. We got Zach Murdoch, Zachary Murdoch here in the studio. Don't Tell Studios. What's up? Shout out to Don't Tell Studios. Uh, I just want to hit you up because we had we had a crazy a crazy interaction, right? Definitely. How we I, honestly, I feel like you just appeared in my life. Shit. <laughs> Same, bro. I honestly, it felt like you always were meant to be here on, and it's crazy, man. So it's really crazy. We had a mutual friend named Dom. Shout out to Dom. Shout out to Dominic. Yeah. What's and, up, brother? And he had a band way back when uh, called the, I think it was the Overground or or, or something like that. He yeah. with Ali. Yeah, with Ali. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was such a trip because for me to see that dude. He is actually a talented musician, very, dude. Yeah, very talented, and I was really impressed because I had the studio, this studio here, mm. and he had asked me if I, to record some shit, and I was a very, very gifted dude. And when you see somebody who's who really shines in their talent like he does, yeah, you don't want to like get like you don't lose those, those people's contacts. No, you know what I mean? Definitely. How did you meet Dom? You know, I'm trying to remember the first time I met Dom. I th- I think it was through Rudy Schaefer, who's Ali Schaefer's younger brother. Oh, shit. And when I was in Smokey Robotic, Rudy was building helmets for our filmmakers, for our band. So Rudy's like a really amazing artist, animator. I mean, I don't want to describe him, he, but he was building things and drawing things. And then I met his sister, Ali. And like you said, they were making music with Dom. I think that's how I met. And then Dom became... We became friends. He he really liked what Smokey was all about. And when I moved back out to L.A., because I made music with them, too. We actually mm-hmm. shot a music video on the desert with Ali, with really? the ukulele song that we made. What? And then when I moved out here, Dom and I connected, and then, yeah, he started managing me. And we were working, you know, I decide now I don't really, I'm independent completely, but he's still a very strong ally and friend and yeah absolutely and he obviously connected you and i yeah and um yeah it's some dope shit now let's take it that's that's the evolution of how we met through dom yeah but how what, what was your evolution on what made you become an artist what, sure. what made you you know what were you what, what drew you to like being a musician man um well there are definitely like stories i hear and heard about myself when i was even before I could talk, my dad apparently had these big speakers and used to play Graceland by Paul Simon. And I would like crawl over and prop my, like pull myself up and just be like vibing to it. So I guess it's in my blood in that way. Yeah. Um, and I always loved, I mean, my parents played a lot of really cool Annie Lennox and Tracy Chapman, a lot of Motown. K Earth 101 was like my shit growing <laughs> up because I lived in LA till I was seven. So I was rolling around listening to that. Beach Boys, and then at a certain point, when I started to feel a lot of pain, which came from just like self-consciousness, and you know, at that moment when your innocence is like begins to get warped, um, music. Then when I heard specifically, I think it was a Snoop Dogg song. Uh, I was living in Point Reyes outside of San Francisco, and I just remember I, something jolted in my. Being and I said, that's what I wanted. Like, I need to do that to express this pain that I'm feeling and joy and everything. But yeah, rap specifically grabbed me by the, you know, and by the balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude. And it had a, a tight grip ever since. Ever since, man. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable because I was a, I am a white person, and 
you know, like it took like literally 10 years of, I was very sincere, but it's awkward, especially yeah. even if you, well, whatever color skin you are, you're going to be imitating until yeah. you find your voice. But especially when it's something that's so foreign, you look kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like walking around in New York with like a baby blue do-rag and like six <laughs> X t-shirts that go down to your knees. Right. And, up in the Washington Heights smoking blunts and <laughs> and my friends were that like so it was like you know anyway it was funny and and I was I'm really proud of myself to be honest for having survived all of those excruciating times that were yeah. kind of embarrassing but I I meant it so that's why I think I got away with it right. <laughs> and people started to really respect me for it so yeah if you if you really like uh, if you're coming correct and and your intentions are honest I think that you know people Maybe they'll snap judge, they'll snapshot judge you, and yeah. they'll be like, "Oh, this dude's this." And then when they when they peel a, a one layer off, exactly. they go, "Oh, this dude's for real." Exactly. Look him in the eye. You're yeah. like, "Yo." When did you get the courage to start singing? Because you have a great voice. Thank you, man. Tell that to my guy over there, Red. He's got me <laughs> right. on the voice coaching right now. No, nice. I appreciate that. It's a good word, courage, to describe yeah, that. Yeah, um, totally. I guess actually, I didn't need courage initially because I would just sing. Because I would just sing, and I and no one told me I couldn't sing. Mm. But then I started to get more self-conscious. I don't remember when that was, but at a certain point, I started to be aware that maybe I wasn't like a, I don't know, a Justin Timberlake voice or like a traditionally powerful singer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, different producers that I worked with who would encourage that in my band, Smokey Robotic, back in the day, I would sing a little. The other artists in that band was a real singer quote unquote right trained so i didn't sing as much and then working with red it's so interesting because right now like i said you know red is my guy we did scout and um with benny reiner of course and then electric bible and that's like all singing for the most part right. and so when i try to rap which i've done the longest red's like don't rap but i go to alberto who's my other one of my main producers yeah. and he's like don't sing <laughs> rap <laughs> so it's funny like you know and that goes to show and both of them let me do everything in certain moments so I yeah. sing with Alberto some, but it's more it's like yeah working with Red and various people but specifically I would say Red and Benny and Red helped me take it to a really next level though of like him saying yeah you you do have a great voice right. and and it's a unique voice and helping me grow that voice and grow that confidence and that courage and to stop being so self-conscious about, you know, well, I hear comparing lot, myself. <laughs> I hear a lot of uh, a lot of what what you know, a lot of your music. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Thank you. Man. Um, it's it sounds like I, I mean it doesn't it is yeah. poetry. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when did you discover that talent that you can write and you can express yourself <clears throat> through through that medium? That was my first love before yeah. music even was poetry. Yeah. Um, both my parents are writers, not musicians. But my dad is a poet and a screenwriter and a novelist. And my mom is a more of a journalist in the sense of writing, uh, not, not so creative in the sense of like imagination, but more mm -hmm. just like really good writer, editor. And she had a newsletter and a magazine and was the editor of a magazine. So I guess that's been in my blood. I love reading, mm -hmm. like love, love reading. I've read at this point, I don't even know thousands of novels in my life. Like wow. I, I go through times where I read hundred books a year. You know, literally wow. since I was very young, I just 
something about books more than anything. I mean, it's different. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but there's something about getting lost in the world of the written word that right, right. that can ignite your own imagination and sensations in such a personal, quiet way mm. that I've always been fascinated with. So poetry, I mean, I remember there was one moment in, in middle school or even before grade school, like second, third grade, me and my friend, he was the jock, I was the artist. We mm -hmm. both had a crush on this girl. Right. I wrote her a poem. He was like, what's up, baby? I want to, and she chose him. And I was like, damn. Yeah. And then I quickly realized like a lot of people are not, I use that as a metaphor to say a lot of people might not appreciate the that side of thoughtfulness or but the people who did really did and so yeah. i just started to you know be united with people who encouraged that and then quickly came to realize that i i wanted like none of my friends read books or read books i don't want to mm -hmm. say now but then very few ever read books some literally never finished a book in their life you know and i'm right, like right. wow you guys are missing out so much because it, it enhances your your experience, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The layers of seeing like the unseen. So what I wanted to do, and still to this day, my mission has been to take what I have been able to receive from these great writers throughout time, poets, and kind of crystallize it into pop. Not pop, like music necessarily, but pop culture. Sure. So then you can people who might not ever have read a book and hopefully still be consciously or subconsciously receiving yeah. some of the gems that I was able to receive through that way. What are, what's, what are some of the, uh, the novelists and writers that really inspired you to, mm. to like, you know, you kind of, you know, I'm going to say, I don't want to use the word, dare I use the word steal. Yeah. You well, steal from ours. You know, you get inspired by their, their and style. Steal, I, I mean, to me, I, I look at it more of like an ongoing dialogue. One in particular, whoever's listening to this, podcast right now and if you have not read Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse that book changed my life I would say mm -hmm. more dramatically than any other book I've ever read mm -hmm. so Hesse who also wrote Siddhartha Damien Steppenwolf Narcissus and Goldman among, amongst many others and man he shattered my perspective and in, in that book Steppenwolf he talks about this character who I've always related to who's torn between animalistic urges like human shit sex mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. alcohol in in this book and in the time jazz and that kind of music was looked at as kind of like like bad taboo the for music. the boot yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so this character who was like a proper guy white guy in like the whatever um 19 early 1900s he writes this beautiful book about feeling torn between the spiritual sides the the do good sides like societal yeah. expectations but then yeah. this underpull of what's that and that tension is almost unbearable at times right so steppenwolf the wolf of the steps um i mean i relate to that a lot and i would say there's this idea in there that the laughter of the immortals is if you hear that faintly and what that is is like the mozarts the hesses rumi Tracy Chapman, whoever, that once you enter Kendrick Lamar, you enter a level, it's no longer stealing. It's literally you're talking to them still because time is a concept that we've invented. I don't believe, I don't believe or not believe, but I don't necessarily believe that things happen and then it's done and now we're not. Like, so if I'm writing right now, I can talk to Mozart right now. He's right here. Right. I could talk to Cleopatra right now. So that's how I looked at it. And 
And as you show the gods, if you will, that you are yeah. not going anywhere, no matter how many times they mm -hmm. beat you down, like you and I were talking about mm -hmm. before, all the yeah. people who fall off when they're going gets rough, yeah. you know, then slowly you, you get the right to talk to the immortals and they talk back, man. And it, it's a crazy thing to, to, to watch you work in your process. Um, you know, I've, I've been, I've had the good fortune of being in the room and watching, you know, you work and, you know, especially with the, with the squad like Red and I see Big Kid For and, real. you know, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of people who come in through here who's just, um, who essentially are in this zone mm -hmm. and you can't really put your finger on exactly what it is. Um, but just like this room for you know this Definitely. room this room gives off a vibe everyone feels the vibe when they come Definitely. in here you set the tone for everything and it, it's yeah i do feel that it's a little bit of uh it's like a little bit like church you know what i mean absolutely you, you come in and you feel you feel something and i don't know if a lot of artists really get that i don't i really do, I, I mean no i've said a lot of people don't say, get it except for artists my, my, I'm no well no that. i'd even say a lot of artists don't get that a lot of the sessions that i grew up going to well, first of all, my favorite ones have always been like this. This has been top two of my favorite places I've ever recorded in my life, if not yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the studio sessions that artists are used to, I think, were, in my opinion, full of shit. Yeah. Literally, like, bottles and, like, friends over yeah, and yeah, blunts yeah, yeah. and girls yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. nonsense. I'm like, what are we doing here? And why the fuck does that person even have an opinion on this song? Because they don't know what they're talking about. So this is a sacred place, like a church for yeah. me. And um, it was the moment we stepped in. But then, yes, like you said, the people who have been here and Red and I specifically yeah. curating a vibe. And I mean, shoot, from what's Dave's last name, the bass player? Parks. Parks? Oh, yeah, Parks. David Parks, who's an amazing bassist for many big artists in the world. It's all the way to, I don't know, any, anybody who, who's come through here, like just have all said that there's something special about yeah. this vibe right. which is the space and also the mentality that red and i right. curated which is a, fr a freer all about the art no none of that like other stuff man uh, and i feel that's what we connected on uh when you first came through is that i knew that you understood that yeah because there's a lot of people like you're right they'll come through they're Instagramming, they're, yeah. which is all right. I mean, I don't yeah, mind no, it, but, cool. but they're just, but they're flexing. Yeah, <laughs> they're just trying to be like, oh, I'm in the studio, in the lab, but they're yeah. not really doing anything. Yeah, I mean, you have the ability to also Instagram and work. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you put these little little vignettes, these little video vignettes that I've yeah. seen on on uh, Instagram uh, that are just like wow, that like you know you're you you've document you document the process, and then afterwards. You post it as like yeah. a, you know what I mean, and these these cool little I would, pieces. Yeah, man. I did that for like a year and a half in here. I've actually stopped doing that recently, yeah. just because I've wanted to really just I don't know. That was stressful to be honest, yeah. a little bit. It was fun, and I don't want to say it took away from the creation because we made amazing records and right. And I think I am really good at multitasking and jumping through. And I'm also like a I have a filmmaker's mind. I'm an yeah. editor. I, I mean, I run an art collective, so I work with all sorts of mediums. In my yeah. mind, if as I'm making a song, I'm like seeing a piece of art, and so yeah, yeah. I'm able to jump like that. But recently, I've been enjoying just doing the music. Right. And it's phases. And like you said, I, pre I mean, I, I saw that about you guys, too, and yeah, what you're yeah. about, because it's rare to find people who are in yeah. it for... 
for the right reasons or for like I don't know what to say right or wrong because yeah. like I mean it's just such a weird thing to say that yeah. uh, you know everyone has their own motives but I guess yeah. we had very similar motives definitely and uh, trying to blow our own minds every time man yeah That's exactly it. and, and you that know requires what? hard work <laughs> and, and focus this, and a little just a little backstory on how this space yeah. came to be um, you know I'm a musician and but I wanted to go into audio engineering but you know yeah. the audio business I mean the music business at the time was just really weird. I just couldn't get, I couldn't break into it. Yeah. So when I had an opportunity to jump at this podcast thing, I went and I just, I went all in. I was like, you know what? This is fun. I get to work with Sorry. artists. I get to work with people. I'm my own boss. Let me try to do this. So this studio, essentially, I mean, I've had some amazing artists in here. Mm. And over the years, it's evolved to what it is now. Like, you know, mm. I've had this studio for about eight years. So, Crazy. yeah, yeah. So it's like... No, and plus nobody's doing it like this in any of these rooms. I'm sure you already figured of that course, out. Of course, it's all rehearsal. Like, yeah, mostly uh, it's here. mainly mainly rehearsal, and yeah. I kind of, you know, this is definitely my garage that I just uh, that just became what what it is. Um, and that's why it's special, yeah. and to protect that, even when we start, whenever whatever happens with our success, I mean, yeah. I want to protect this vibe yeah. here, man. Totally, absolutely, it's really special. And I'm I'm glad because a lot of the work and a lot of like and to know that there's people in here creating good records yeah. and staying creative absolutely uh, is important to me, man. Because the the space wasn't just made for me to make music. Uh, it was it was made to like like yeah to be a little bit of a sanctuary, a totally. little bit of you know a place where you can get away from your you know your job, your home, and yeah. just have this extra this third space that is in your life totally. that you can uh, you can express yourself and totally. it really gr- gives me great joy to be able to provide a space for for artists and for people it's who amazing, are looking to create man. themselves on like create create be creative, you know? I mean that's been my goal too and like now that we're curating certain artists that we've been allowing to come in here because yeah. to me this is not like about the money. Of you know, I mean it's about the people who deserve a shot and who because of the way the world is right now it is really hard to get in the studios Mm -hmm. so yeah man i'm grateful for that that we're able to bring the right kind of people in here and in the long run i know that it's going to be like that's going to pay off too because those are the people who are going to make that timeless ill shit it also it also helps too when you're hearing the music that's coming out and it's fucking good yeah it's really good so that's that's the thing is like you know even if it wasn't good i'd still be like oh you know you're 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 discovering you're you're searching you got to find your sound and when you just hear these uh talented producers these these talented musicians who are coming in here and are just able to express themselves it's just like and and the icing on the cake is that you're actually making good shit i know i mean honestly that's like i mean for me that's that's where it's at for me absolutely you know whatever success happens after that i think is all bonus because absolutely. you've already you know what i mean yeah i mean you get you get what i'm, you get what I'm no 100 percent. we already did, this is the success man so one of the things i wanted to do is essentially talk about the album you just dropped this year yeah right yeah first of the year you yep. came out hard yeah you just was like fuck it yeah Ju- man you know the first uh you know january 1st yep. you dropped it yep <laughs> and uh it's been in heavy rotation My christmas was stressful man. <laughs> man uh can you just really explain a little bit about the process because it's like an unusual drop date and yeah i know uh, i know you uh you know to follow your heart and your instincts before we get into the breakdown of a of, sure. of a few tracks um you know, talk about what yeah. was that process to to go to eventually that 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 unusual release on the first. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing this a long time for over twenty years, and that means in studios, making albums, putting them out. 
I got better and better, obviously. Started working with heavier and heavier cats. The one thing I've never, like I was managed by Pharrell's manager with my old band. I've, we've had, I think we made a hundred grand off of song with a licensing thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Point is with those things, I've had little green lights, if you will, yeah. but I've never had, like I was signed when I was eight, whatever, but I've never had like the big thing that everyone wants. Yeah. But simultaneously, I'm making more art than most people who are who have yeah. budgets, literally. And I'm yeah. making them with like people who produced on Jay-Z's music video, like Krista sure. Warby or, yeah. I mean, Red, his the people he works with, Benny's in Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. Tim from Pure Pictures and Rob and Matthew Sheroff and Jake Van Tye, like countless examples right. of these high, high-level artists who are making money off art but are working with me for some reason. Right. Yeah, yeah. So how is that possible? That's what mm. kept boggling my mind because when it when it was done though, like Scout the album that we dropped on January 1st, that shit was done, man, for a long time, but I could never find the platform. And it felt like these people were saying sometimes like it's too different for mm. the big, but it's too big for the, the for the little. I got you. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I, well fuck you because I don't even know what that <laughs> right, what, what right, am I supposed right. to do with that information?" Yeah, yeah, right. But what I finally realized that information means I was called to create a new lane. Mm. That's what I know, and that's hard, man. Yeah. So, I was so frustrated to the point, I'm going to be honest on this podcast. I laid down in the alley. I had scratched my own forehead. I'd punched myself in the head in front of my wife and said I want to kill myself. That's how much tension I was under, man. Yeah. That's dramatic behavior that I don't even like I'm embarrassed to say that, but the right. pressure of having a management, and I'm not blaming management, I'm not blaming anyone, but the system of all this fear-based bullshit where they're like, yo, yeah. we gotta wait two w weeks to see if this Spotify playlist is gonna do it, so then you wait two months for somebody who may, have, may or may not ever even have heard the shit, sure. probably was hung over if they did, sure. they say either nothing or no, and now you're two months in the hole, like what am I waiting for, man? Right, right. And that pressure started to kill me, bro, for yeah. real, because we yeah. had spent like 30 grand or more on this album yeah. of, of invested money and like hard-earned time and a lot, a lot of time. I'm talking about Red and I, like, man, the amount of sessions we were in before this studio. Mm -hmm. So I finally just said, you know, I can't handle this anymore. Like right. literally I'm either gonna quit, right. which, I can't really do that. Right. And I believe the suicide is not an option because if you kill yourself, it doesn't fix it because we're eternal beings. That's yeah. my belief. So right. you're just going to make it harder for the next yeah. time. Yeah. So I sat in my pain and I said, that's it, man. I'm going to do it my own way. And I, would, I said to my management, I really love you guys, respect you guys, different paths right now. Right. I started getting up super early. I got real inspired by this new like empowerment. It was like I was finally taking responsibility for myself. Mm -hmm. and not waiting for some angel industry person right, to like right. swoop down and yeah. give me some blessing. Yeah, totally. And I said, okay. And I had to swallow my pride though because I know like we just dropped an album that is slept on now still. Yeah. I know that. Like that shit yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I mean that more from like the, the what Brad did and Benny. I'm not even talking about what I did on the album. Just the team, the effort, the art. And so the pride I had to swallow is like, man, I'm going to put this out January 1st. I'm going to do everything I can to hope. And it sucks because you feel like you're bothering people all the time. Like, sure. yo, can you tweet this shit or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, annoying, yeah, man. Yeah. Shit kills me. But I was like, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm just put it out. Yeah. And if it only gets 100 plays right now or this, that, I'm going to, sure. even though this to me is like such a beautiful piece. And that's what I did, man. And I was up early on tune, like figuring all those little things yeah. out. Tune yeah. core, distro kid yeah. or... Yeah. 
the Facebook things or well, all yeah, these yeah, things yeah, that yeah. I had neglected doing. Yeah. And it actually gave me a sense of real power. Yeah. And I started to see like, yeah, connecting dots, man. Because the people who get it, get it, man. And, yeah. I th- you know, uh, when, when you, but you got to put it out there. And I'm kind of... Uh, I'm kind of surprised that you that you went ahead and went against the grain on it. <laughs> I had to, bro. Yeah, and I, th- you know, I think it's a great piece, and I, I'm extremely proud to to like actually have a hand in, in, in some of this, you know, absolutely, uh, and to, and to see see you guys uh, create a product regardless of its uh, of how many cl- plays it yeah. gets, or how many spins it gets, whatever you want to, however you want to, yeah, figure it out. I mean, that's not what w- this that's is, not what it's about. It's, it's really not, not what it's about. You man. know, I and I and I kind of you know you have another uh, album already just ready to rock. That's Two. that's fine. You, you know what I'm saying? Two. You're just a factory because it's like yeah. if people don't respond to it. You got another one. Yeah. You're a factory, man. And they're going to go back and see you. I'm going to tell you, if you don't mind, real quick story yeah, about that. So this is not a new situation. Right. We raised equivalent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Benny Reiner and I made an album called All You Need. Mm-hmm. I have Redman on that album. We had Illmind producing on that album. Crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Printed a thousand copies. All this stuff. This shit never came out because of exactly what I said. But that time... I actually broke down and I couldn't handle it and I got so depressed and I moved to LA and I was like fuck it and then by the time I resurfaced in my own head the music felt outdated so I was like Mm. I'm not gonna rock with that anymore so that never came out the only people ever have that it's not online I literally have like 890 copies in my garage right now the only people have it are the people who invested money my wife is in grad school right now up in Santa Barbara area for uh, depth psychology Carl Jung really like Hogwarts basically and wow. I was up there getting a crazy hand tattoo and went to the hotel to meet her that she was staying and we were in the parking lot with two of her classmates these two women hitting it off hanging talking talking a couple hours I play them one song one of the girls looks at me she's like who's that guy is he black and I was like no that's me actually and she's like oh that's cool like I didn't mean disrespect no of course I get it she's like wait a minute what's your name oh Zachary Murdoch wait a minute no that's not possible did you wait no blah 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 she's like I have this album in my car and it's like love that love is I'm like all you need she screams bro at the top of her lungs like it was so intense her shriek alone Right. This woman, I'm not going to say her name because it's not my business, but, sure. but there's a documentary coming out that she's making. She's writing her thesis on my album, dude, that never came out. And she, she was in, because this guy who knew me was a part of it, she was in, again, I don't want to too much spill her business, but she had had some drug problems. She had been misdiagnosed as schizophrenic. Mm. When she got out of the hospital, she was... Her documentary is about this, so it's okay to say. But she was in a car accident, or two of them, so severe that she was hospitalized for six months in a bed, maybe never going to move again, whatever, all this stuff. They couldn't give her pain medication because of her past history with drug addiction. So she was literally ultimate suffering. Right. In, I mean, in yeah. bed, can't move, ultimate pain. And my friend gave her all you need. She said, your album saved my life. I listened to it on repeat for six months in bed and then for two years. And the one song, All You Need, which is the title track, saved. I mean, I don't. It, but what she said in the, her documentary and thesis is about is how music, mm-hmm. period, is 
like ultimate therapy, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. even oh, yeah. more than medication. But it's cr fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> and the reason I say that story is to say I'm over here tripping like, yo, I'm, I'm really dope at what I do and no one's paying attention and all these industry people are not paying attention. Right. And I feel embarrassed by, to my artists and my producers. Like eventually they're going to dip and be like, Zach, yeah. man, I love you, but like you're not yeah. making us money. So sure, what's sure. up? Yeah, right. But that was the craziest sign from God to yeah. me to say, hey, in your wife's class, there's a woman writing yeah. a thesis right. on an album that you never released. So right. shut the fuck up, Zach, right. and keep your head down and know that right. you're doing the right work. I mean, it's it's a pretty cliche saying, but if you could affect one person. For right? real. You know what I mean? That's Starting with yourself, shit. though. Yeah. Right? So yeah. my dad always told me, and he made a movie about stopping nuclear wars with Red Auerbach, Boston Celtics, Jamie Lee Curtis, Gregory Peck. Everyone worked for free. Crazy. It's yeah. called Amazing Grace and Chuck. Came out in 1986. That's a plug for Papa. <laughs> go, go catch that on Amazon. But he made this movie thinking he was doing it to save the world. Right. And he realized he made that to save himself. Mm. So every love song is to you. So that's what I, and that's yeah. still hard for me, man. Yeah. I still have that pride every day. I still trip out. I still feel underappreciated. I still feel sure. ultimately frustrated. I feel embarrassed half the time that I'm not functioning at a higher level. Yeah, because it's, it's basically the idea of of what success means, like, or success means. Yeah, defining that. Defining that in, uh, through other people's eyes, though. You know what I mean? It's really totally. crazy because we're, we're fed uh, this message that yeah. you need to have money, you need to have this, you need to have that. Followers. To, that equals success, you know, know what I mean? And it's, I'm not saying, I mean, we're, I think we're all guilty of, of falling in that trap. Of course. But to get, to get really trapped really that trapped is that's that's the hard part it's hard to get out of that you know oh, it's the worst man i have a struggle with social media personally and i'm trying to get out of that myself totally because i do you know i do give it that power where i would get that like and i get that of course follow, that i get that there's a little and i of course and as much as i'm saying yeah like the reason why i'm like fuck social media is not because uh it's whack it's it's because it has so much power over me that it'll it'll consume my life. Absolutely. So I respect it in the way where it's just like, okay, I'm not gonna fuck with you, and I'm not gonna post out of control, even though on some real shit. I mean, I'm doing dope shit. Absolutely. But that's for me. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I, and it's and it, it that gives me pride. And if I were to post something, I obsess over. Oh, how many likes did it get? I know. Whatever. You know what I mean? Dude, and it's just it's crazy. And and it does that to me. And I don't like that it does that to me. And you know, I'm really mad at the gatekeepers out there who yeah. who are knowingly funding and like literally just. Steal, uh, man, like Facebook and Instagram, in my opinion, are not doing their job because there's a lot of amazing, beautiful humans out here who are trying their best to just spread that yeah. message and connect. And the fact that they just hit us over the head with those algorithms and wanted yeah. us to pay, I'm tired of that, man. And the funniest thing is that Mark Zuckerberg and whoever the two guys or one of the two guys who started Instagram, apparently, Grapevine style, I heard that they all... Those guys have a mild form of Asperger's, mm. which is a antisocial disorder by definition. Mm. How fucking ironic is it that yep. the people who have an antisocial disorder have made our social networks? Yep. Ironic, man. It's true, man. So I'm over here like trying to snap the robot awake <laughs> right. and, and realize, because my mom is one of the biggest therapists in LA. She works with the people who run these industries no right, joke right, the yeah, heads yeah some of my idols music idols I, I have to like tell people hey no one can come over right now because so-and-so just parked in the back like she knows yeah. these people yeah 
And what she says is, Zach, they are not, literally success is not what you think it is. Yeah. And often it actually compounds their pain because you could be in the, in the private jet having an orgy, but when that orgy's done, you're still you. Yep. And now your pain is even more confusing because you're so far from it. And not only that, you've also found out that, oh shit, having an orgy in a private plane didn't fill that void. So that's even exactly. makes it more empty. More empty. You know what I mean? Orgies in the sky. That's the name <laughs> of this podcast. They're not, they're not cracked up. They're not what you think they are, man. Um, but y- you know, uh, let, let's, let's break down uh, one of the, one of the tracks that you have off of Scout. Let's do it. Um, uh, you know, it was it's preach. Yeah, that was that's uh, one of the breakout uh, tracks yeah. off of uh, off of this album, man. I'd say that's the one that kind of ignited everything. Yeah, I mean, red. It's, it's powerful. It's, it's powerful. powerful. It's a powerful song, man. Thank like, you, brother. For the moment I heard it, I was like, whoa! Like me this too. is <laughs> there's a there's a lot of tracks on there that really speak to me. The whole album, I mean, I could play on repeat. Oh man! And I mean, I remember, I remember even texting you like because like you know I, I get into like a bunch of different artists. And I remember like, going, hey, did you get this interlude from Harry Nilsson? And yeah, you're like, yeah. no, just a coincidence. Yeah. And we were talking <laughs> about earlier about how you like you know how you could talk to these people. Yeah, they're more. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You're in that in in that zone. I feel. I oh, appreciate you. And uh, and it was wasn't an accident man i think no. that that kind of um that kind of stuff is uh i think is what what we live for but um it's real man that those songs exist before us and yeah. it's about being the hunters who can yeah. learn how to catch them catch them man um i need the, I need the accent <laughs> coach catch them <laughs> uh so yeah so what, what, was, what was the thought process behind uh behind um preach preach yeah i mean that's red right there yeah red started i mean Red's gonna be on the Red's a maniac. Yeah, Red's a maniac with his approach to song structure, melody, drops. I mean, the drop in there. When everyone hears that, you just see people's faces like, yeah. "Whoa, man, what's that?" Yeah. And so when when we had that, I don't know. Red and I. Red's the first guy who really got into it with me with the lyric side of stuff and okay. would push me and like not just sit back and be like cool song nice because i'm a good writer and i can yeah. most producers just be like dope do yeah. it red be like we can make it better yeah. or like to like i remember for preach specifically i was singing it much more aggressively initially yeah. and he was like no no kind of mumble that man like yeah, bring yeah, it yeah. back so i mean everything from the production obviously where it started to the message of that song of like all these preachers quote unquote we give our power away too but we truly it's i mean it's a cliche message right but i feel like we approached it with some fresh energy and it's a true experience of ours and yeah when benny reiner heard that <laughs> he was like man i want to executive produce this right right um started inspiring people really though man yeah. that that one record to yeah. this day people here i mean a melamine <clears throat> who just started in idris elba's um, new film coming out, Yardy. He starred in the music video for Preach. That's right. a big dude, man. And he, yeah. who the hell am I? Nobody. And I, I <laughs> right. sent him the song. He's like, I'm in. I want to star in this nice. shit. So that song speaks for itself. Let's uh, let, let's play a little bit of uh, of what that drop was like. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we have we have some of the stuff here. This cool. Is, the this, old sessions. Yeah, it's an old session, man. I can't believe I found it. That's but, crazy. Um, yeah, man. So let's, let's hear it. You woke my soul from a coma Tearing me from the comfort of my lies I let you break my heart open all the way Take me, I'm ready for this ride Preach 
preaching me patience, you're preaching me love. I'm losing my mind here. You're preaching forgiveness, you're preaching me pain. I can't find my way in. So leave me with my eyes closed. Leave me with my eyes closed. 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 Make my love grow taller All the way to the phoenix on cloud nine Yeah, it's a powerful track, man. Where can people uh, find that? They can find that on, on all the platforms. Um, yeah. It's, uh, Zachary Murdoch. And the, Preach. And the album is uh, the album Scout. Scout, yes, sir. You can find that. You can find me at The Dreams of Z. So on Instagram, that's my only platform I really use. It's The Dreams of Z. And then the preach music video is out on YouTube and yeah, yeah man, we're out here. It's a YouTube channel. We give them I, everything. What's I mean, up? I think it's the dreams of Z. If you yeah. t- if you search Zachary Murdoch though, you're gonna right. find you're gonna find what you need to find. Yeah, and uh, stay stay uh, tuned here because we're gonna we're gonna hit up uh, red buttons. Definitely. We're gonna go deep on it in another session. Big kid, big kid. We're gonna get everybody in here, man, to basically break down their process and what and what they do. I'm gonna bring my man Jake Van Tiger in Dude, here, bro. Tattoo need, my my main creative director, visionary. We need to bring everybody. in We got this. Carmen Borla in the house. We have everybody Everybody here, man. The whole squad. Stay tuned. Tuesday, some real special shit is dropping. Some mysterious project. So go follow, uh, go follow Zach, and uh, yeah, man. Just uh, really, really appreciate you coming through. For real, though, honored, man. And this conversation, it's great, man. It feeds my soul, man. This is the stuff. Like I have had little moments of success, right? Money, this, that. That's nice. This shit right here. This feels right, man. Feels good. good, So let's get it, man. We'll go ahead and play out. We'll play out the. the the preach song uh, for the end of this amazing thanks everyone much love alright guys keep going later with my eyes closed with my eyes closed with my eyes closed with my eyes closed